Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is Rosebud. It's a podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in flowers. What if, though? Like, you ever think people stumble on our name on the podcast charts and they're fucking nerd-ass florists? And they're like, I'd love to learn some new techniques to get to grow some new beautiful blooms. And they tune in and they get so disappointed. This Idiots. This is a podcast where we talk about The Bachelor, hey, Bachelor. if you're a florist and you're listening to this podcast, fuck off. This show isn't for you. I'm sorry to come at you so aggressive. What if it's you're been a florist a- that also likes The Bachelor? There's one florist that likes The Bachelor, and it is the florist that provides all of the, the roses and beautiful blooms for The Bachelor. Otherwise, they're too busy. They don't. I don't have time for this, says a florist, in their one-star review of Rose Buddies, a love podcast. <laughs> I... I I don't, I don't know where to quite begin with tonight's episode. Really have to fill in the missing pieces of this episode. It's like a dog came and bit the episode right by the binding and shook it violently so that every third page flew away Bart's nightmare style. <laughs> I've never fucking quite experienced... I've been watching my new, like, um, jam. I We've watched so much TV since we've had Henry, it's kind of criminal. Um... And my new jam when I, like, have to get up at 3 a.m. and, like, chill out with him for an hour until he falls back asleep is Twin Peaks. Another, bizarrely enough, I made this point to you, I can't believe this was an ABC product. Um, it is the only, there's a lot of comparisons, I felt like, watching this episode of The Bachelor and Twin Peaks in that, like, why is anybody here doing anything? Because I feel like every other scene has been deleted for some reason i made a more historical joke please uh as we were watching i thought seems like there's a lot of missing footage here it reminds me right of the watergate tapes of the watergate everybody everybody remembers the watergate tapes and then i had to have griffin googled it yeah because i didn't quite remember the watergate tapes i remember that they were there's there definitely there's something (laughs) weird going on there i think we can all agree watergate Nobody's quite sure exactly what happened in the room. And I feel like a lot of people passed. I wasn't alive then, obviously. And old tricky slick dick. And I wasn't either, by the way. No, I know. I was. I didn't mean to make it sound like you did. But I'm saying slick dick. A lot of people jumped down his throat like Mr. Frost, the, te- the British television man from the movie. And it's like, give him a chance. <laughs> okay. This episode of The Bachelor had so many twisties and turns and also dates that lasted in between the span of a commercial break like from one commercial break to the next i i can't believe the things that happened it was the it was it was the most oddly produced episode two hours of television i've ever fucking seen and it in my like, life i was telling griffin it wasn't like there was a lot of like chaff here it wasn't like there was stuff that i was like oh you know what you should have done you should have taken that out and then there would have been more room there was no dearth of good footage to be used and there there were a lot of uncomfy scenes that happened and a big thing i saw in the y'all i was all up in the facebook live threads uh this week actually to a fault because i had to go back and rewatch a scene because i was too busy paying attention to everybody's good goofs i wasn't watching the show sorry i'll get better um 
But everybody's saying like, oh man, this person's getting a weird edit. This person's getting a bad edit. This is a bad edit. This is a weird edit. I don't think I have, I don't think most of those were true. I think most of this was like, they had some pretty buck wild footage that they had to use. I I don't, I, I, there was definitely enough stuff here. It was just like things, things would happen that just weren't fucking shown. And there were these enormous tonal shifts that just came out of the fucking blue that like changed the whole course of the of the season. To wit, we lost half our women this week. Where'd they go? Where half our women go? There <laughs> were twelve of them. Now there's six of them. I don't know, man. Uh, you want to get into it? I'm ready to get the fuck into it because I just put our baby to sleep and I made a face at you when I walked out of the bedroom after I put him to sleep. Like, <laughs> no, this one ain't going to take. So I think I think let's get while the getting's good. Uh, so I said that there wasn't a lot they could have cut out, but there definitely Scratch that. was. Yeah, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So it started with our cliffhanger from last week of Corinne and Taylor on their two-on-one. Taylor's just been eliminated, but she's back to tell Nick some real truths about Corinne. A lot of people said we were too hard on Taylor last week, which, like, I get. Like, compared to Corn, fine. Like, every, like yes, there was, some, there was some gross stuff happening last week, definitely, and I will... Uh, we we i think we mentioned as much in the last episode but like well and i definitely felt bad for her at the beginning of this episode. yes because, and, and that's what i wanted to get to is like i don't think taylor's a bad person i just think like this is once again another person who is put into these like completely arbitrary archetypes that the producers of this show feel like must fucking exist uh, in order to put this show together. And so she was brought in as the fucking dragon slayer. Yeah, they show her like Terminator style, like walking up towards the This date. This is an, this, yes. It was weird that she was cast as the foil to Korn, who's a very good villain. Um, and, and, and Taylor didn't really have like the, I don't know. She didn't, she didn't really know how to like pull off this performance as the, as the person who would take down Korn. Uh, especially not at the beginning of this episode where she was supposed to like march into the room and like make these demands. This whole scene just fucking well, flopped, and, man. And Griffin made the point, and it's true. Like this whole, uh, dynamic is so produced that when they come to take Taylor's suitcase from the hotel room, indicating that she has been eliminated, the rest of the women are like, yeah, it seems about right. Yeah, th- there was. Yeah, the women didn't seem to. Uh, here, here's the thing, and this is uh, this is exactly the kind of shit I'm talking about. I have no fucking clue how the women fe- in the house feel about corn right now, which is crazy. Like she's the she's the villain. I don't know how fucking people feel. In the bloopers for this week, uh, it was Jasmine making all the women uh, eat super dark chocolate and getting their like yucky face reactions to it. And corn was one of the women, and like. Everybody was like laughing and like having a good time with corn and like just palling around and joking around. It was like if she was really the villain, I don't think she would be persona non grata in the house. I also have no idea how the women feel about Taylor outside of a few of these little one on one interviews. I don't know how the, I don't know what the fucking st- the status is with these women in the house. And 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 so like when it cuts to the women like saying like oh yeah I guess Ta- I'm not surprised Taylor's going home really. You're not su- you're not surprised that he's keeping corn in the house. That was your whole through line last week. Like if he doesn't if he keeps corn, I'm through with him. But now that that's not even going on anymore. There's like entire fucking story beats that are just like popping up out of nowhere and disappearing. And like it feels weird to talk about the Bachelor like this, but it's kind of hard to follow a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, 
So Taylor shows up and and says, you know, I think Corinne made me really come across as a as a bully and I'm not a bully. And, you know, I'm not the only one that has issues with her. You'll remember that Vanessa said, you know, that she would leave if you were really going to continue with Corinne. And Nick's like, hey, I don't think you're a bully. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. He said, I don't respect bullies, but I respect you. Anyway, yeah. you need to leave. Yeah. You need to leave now. Yeah. And then he goes back to Corinne and says, yeah, you know, I heard what she had to say and it was hard. Uh, but, you know, I let her know that nothing that you said to me impacted just my decision nothing, just nothing like to send her seriously home. nothing happened like nothing. nothing happened yeah and the fact we, that they turned this into a fucking cliffhanger is they, they they it's ridiculous yeah and so that was kind of a waste of time at the beginning of the episode uh and then we get a reminder that we are still plugging beauty and the beast this week <laughs> on the bachelor <laughs> um and so it's time for what we think is going to be the cocktail party uh and all the women get in this little what i label the horse trolley i don't know if that's oh, what it's that's- called but it was looks kind of like a trolley powered by horses. Uh, they show powered up by a, horses. They push it up at a big mansion. And was it a Surrey with the fringe on top? You know that song from Oklahoma. I do. Maybe that's what it was. It probably wasn't that. I don't think they were making a dope ass Oklahoma. It reference. looked to me like a trolley with horses. Okay. Uh, and so we get a bunch of footage of all the women talking about how important this cocktail party is for them, how they really need to get time to talk with Nick. And then we get and the we ominous see, this is some fucking like pants suit. Yeah. Legs, the footage of just walking very fast and shoes. I was like, Oh, here comes Chris to cancel the, the cocktail party. And you're like, how do you know it's not Nick? And I said, I made the great point of, um, Nick doesn't walk that fast. <laughs> it's true. What really watch sometimes when Nick has to walk from point A to point B. He makes some choices with his gait. <laughs> um, and so there's no party. Nick knows what he wants to do. We go straight to the ceremony. At the ceremony. Can we, can we, we've never really talked about this before. If I was on this show, even if I was in fucking first place, I knew I was a front runner. If dude canceled the cocktail party, I'd be fucking pissed off at him. That's him literally saying like, I don't want to spend time with you women I'm dating. Well, and a lot of women leave having never spent any one-on-one time with him of significance. And so when he cancels these things, it's like, you're sending me home because you don't feel anything with me, but you never gave me a chance. And the three, here's the thing. I'm okay with him doing it if, like, one of the women was, like, super shitty or something that week, and he's like, she's offended me to the point where I can't keep her here. I'm canceling the cocktail party because, of course, it's her. The women he sends home this episode, like, give them a fucking cocktail party to, like, rap with you, dude, and and see if they can, like, mention anything about themselves and find purchase in your heart, in your fertile heart. No, he's just like, I don't want to. I don't wanna I don't wanna hang out with these women I'm dating. Yeah, like maybe if he had kept, say, Josephine at the cocktail party, she could have been like, Hey, you know what I really like? I really like bracelets on a man. And yeah. he'd be like, I what? like to wear you bracelets. Know, I like live strong bracelets still. <laughs> and he would be like, I also, yes, look at me. But not only that, if you're fucking Vanessa and it's like, Oh, well, I guess we're not hanging out tonight, bud. Yeah. It's a shit move. Like, I, I've i never really thought about it that way. But, like, watching it this episode, I just couldn't help but think, like, it's kind of a shit move. Yeah. I mean, the only time it feels good is if you already have a rose. Because you're like, oh, thanks. Now I don't have to stand around for, like, four hours before this rose ceremony. It gets to, to bed early. And or I don't have to stand around and get to hang out with the dude that I'm 
in a dating contest. Like, yeah, it, but I, you know how long these cocktail parties, like, they go on. I know. Like, that's the reason these women are going home at, like, you know, 4 a.m. Actual physical, emotional, mental exhaustion played more of a hand in this episode than any other episode of this show I had seen before. I have a lot of theories about that that I want uh, to Me too, to. yes, absolutely. Uh, so who goes home? So we got some real heartbreakers. Fuck, this is fucking criminal. Josephine, as I mentioned, no big surprise, but Alexis... Still a, yes, Josephine, still a bummer. We gave her a hard time, but I think she has I some... I don't know anything about Josephine. She has some really fucking entertaining bits. And during what the, was her thing? The history of breakup... Uh, they, she did the fucking hot dog. She pulled a hot dog out of a book and ate it with him. That was her limo okay. exit. Josephine was Josephine had some funny stuff, but yes, the bigger losses we had were yeah, Alexis and Jamie. Fucking Alexis, uh, Jamie. Thank you for listening to the show. You were you were terrific, and I think you got like a weird edit. Like I think we needed more Jamie time because your uh, your stuff on the farm date was really really good. But like Alexis was consistently the fucking funniest person on the show, but relegated to the. Post credits blooper stuff and like heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. Just yeah. what a wa- what a waste of like a really good. Alexis contestant. and Jamie were two of the most interesting women on the show, and now they're gone. Now they're gone. Josephine too. I the, like the three. I think arguably like the three like most interesting people, like funniest people on the show. Boop gone. Well, Raven's still there. Raven's still there. Rachel's still there. I mean, there's still some. There's still some. They're good women, Brant, but. I I just I I here's what I also think is they may as well have just like fucking stepped out of the house, jumped into an open manhole and fell through a portal into into, into fucking Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. where all three of them are going to be fucking superstars. Alexis, sla- like with Daniel, are you fucking kidding me? Alexis slash Daniel, yes, that is what I need in my life right now. Please, 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 Bachelor, I need this. <laughs> Uh, so the remaining women are going to St. Thomas mm. for some fun in the sun. I feel like I said a bunch of different city names tonight. Yeah, that you said St. Charles earlier, which I appreciated being from Missouri because that is actually oh, a that's city one of them in it in Missouri. St. Bernard. That's a doggy. That's not a. That's not a city name. I had a lot of Le Fin du Monde tonight. Drank a whole <laughs> bottle. I didn't even realize it. Oh, until did I you just, really? Yeah, I just poured this in a glass, and I was like, oops, it's all gone. Oops, all berries. <laughs> um, so uh, Nick tells us, when we get to St. Thomas, that he loves island living, uh, <laughs> and he is wearing a sleeveless tee, mm. and uh, we get a real good camera angle of his hairy knee in the helicopter. Holy shit, this angle. I posted a picture of it in the Facebook group because... Griffin loves that angle. I get it. It's a helicopter. You can't get the... You, you, your, your fucking DP may not have been in the in the cockpit with you but like you have to know when most of the screen is taken up by a big 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 hairy knee (laughs) it's not good and it's not right you ask the man to please put your knee down so we can get this shot please (laughs) Uh, the knee was bigger than him because of forced perspective it was just a lot of knee it was just a lot of a man's big hairy knee uh so again we have nick arriving in the plane uh, it actually wasn't a helicopter. It was a seaplane. Oh, fun. I apologize. Gross factual air from us Rose Buddies. We have to issue a contraction. Uh, he shows up. All the women run to greet Contraction's them. not the word, is it? It's a retraction. Contraction's what you have when you're in labor. Or, or if you want to save some time with two words. With two words. You squish them together. Mm-hmm. Who invented that? Who even invented that? The language is just so... Joseph fun. Contraction. Oh, Wow, you knew it. He did the 
you know, the part of speech and then also the the labor the stuff. The labor stuff. Yeah. He's a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the women greet him at the plane. He then hugs each one, which I, I just like, I, I always note that because it just seems like such a headache to me. I love this ongoing... <laughs> current like you really do only have a set number of you have a fucking like punch card if like I, a yogurt land punch card of hugs and every time somebody like gives Nick's, you one okay let's say i'm standing on the dock mm-hmm. waiting in line to get nick's ninth hug yeah like that doesn't feel like anything to me you gotta that's why you gotta fucking make it special gotta get in there for number one well no i mean you can get in there for number one nine but maybe you go in and you give him just little kiss right there on the cheek and you give him a small slow circle on the back i don't know it's because you don't like hugging anybody you don't know all the fucking tips and tricks i don't like being somebody's ninth hug that's what i'm saying well it's ninth is good you can be you can if you come in right there at the tail end you can give him something to remember at that point you can smell like eight other women on him you don't worry about that you got to make it special for him you squeeze a ball (laughs) just one you squeeze one ball which one you know you'll know which one in the moment okay depends on which side of his chubbies he dresses to a lot of chubbies in this episode i had to teach you what chubbies were i griffin said that and i thought it was another one of his like colloquialisms i didn't realize it was an actual brand of shorts i'm folksy as fuck it's a it it is a, a shorts brand though and it's a lot of look and like everybody i know owns chubbies johnny has a lot of chubbies i feel like no that is true it's a good, he pulls it, it off. I'm not saying it's a bad look. I'm saying the particular ones that Nick wore during the two-on-one date were not a good look, but whatever. We'll get to that. Uh, so he announces after he's hugged all the women that Christina will be getting the one-on-one this week. And Christina. So... I was so disappointed in so many people in the Facebook group because at the, when he announced that, everybody's like, "Where's Christ- who's Christina? Who's this Christina? I admit like, I didn't remember her. How could you not remember her? No, She's the adopted yeah, Russian woman not... and she stood up to corn and was like really mature and badass yeah, about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. She just like... She's had a lot of really good conversations with... He, she's like becoming a frontrunner. She's doing really, really well. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. She just like... She's not one of the biggest story arcs of the season. I think... I would argue she is, but okay. Well, obviously this episode for sure. Yeah. But in previous episodes, we didn't even see her. That is fair. I mean, we didn't see anybody previous episodes except for Vanessa and Korn. Uh, so she gets the one-on-one. Jasmine starts to get upset because uh, she hasn't had a one-on-one yet. Um, neither has Whitney at this point. Uh, and so there's starting to be some angst developing. Um, but on the date with Nick, we hear more about Christina that I had forgotten or maybe never knew. Uh, Christina has... Eight siblings. Uh, her parents had four of their own and adopted four. And then she has a sister still in Russia where she's from. And then we hear this. This story, y'all. This story. This um, was, this was, it was, it got really very, very, very real. And also it came after fucking some shenanigans with corn getting, there was a woman working at the place that they were staying at in St. Oh, Saint, yeah. Saint Charles. Um, this woman named Lorna. Lorna, and they did a whole, like, she's a replacement for Raquel. Lorna seemed like a very sweet woman. 
who is who is clearly tending like a corn prop and very patient. But yes, obviously, like set up to get this this these, these few shots. Just out footage of, corn. of Corinne ordering her around. And yeah, saying and that, it jumps from yeah. that to Christina telling this like genuinely fucking heartbreaking story. Yeah. So she she grew up in Russia and had a had a mother that you know didn't really have the means to care for her uh and she would have just days where she didn't eat uh and she tells this really disturbing story about eating lipstick because she didn't have any food uh and she's only five or six at the time when she uh ran away and lived in an orphanage for the next seven to eight years uh before being adopted when she was 12 and when she was adopted the woman who ran the orphanage was like it's either this or you move to a bigger city and she said things can either be black and white or you can leave russia and your sister and your family and i think you're you you can live a life with color and it's like it's man this story like i i it's so easy to get really crass when talking about this show and like we've talked god knows we've talked about this like when people have like sad sad stories how they leverage them for points essentially with the it, it, there was not a fucking fraction of my brain yeah. that was like ooh christina really can't like f- the most fucking heartbreaking no, this story was haunting I've, this was yeah. really haunting because the way she told the story she wasn't even especially i mean she was obviously a little emotional about it she's yeah she started crying there at the end but like she was but, so fucking like yeah the strength it must have taken to like just get through it. The, the thing Rachel and I kept saying to each other, like back and forth, is like, How the fuck is she on this show? Like, I know. It, this show gets real from time to time, but this was like another, this was like another strata. Um, and it was like, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody is completely in love with Christina after this because she's also really very great and very, um, very, very genuine. Yeah, um, they um a lot of people also gave Nick some shit and I feel like maybe that was a little bit unfair because she told him the story and he was like, "Well, I feel like you give my life color, so anyway, here's a rose." And it's like, I don't know what you expect from him first of all, like that's sort of yeah how do you react that's this whole thing. But the other thing is like, yeah, how do you react to that? Like if somebody imagine you being in that position and like how the fuck do you react to a story like that except to say like, "I'm so sorry you had to go through all that, but I'm so glad you're here." Like, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, like, so many of the women on this show, you know, have a more like kind of traditional bachelor contestant experience. And I was telling Griffin, like, anytime the women complain about like the champagne being too warm, Christina must just be like, cool, great. Yeah. Like the the and, privilege, and the, the producers knew what the fuck they were doing putting the scene yeah, immediately right after, after Corn's like yeah. uh, saying that her her new uh, her Raquel her her nanny from home is going to be jealous of her new nanny like that's like how any of this works followed by Christina giving this like this heartbreaking account of yeah. her childhood like the bachelor the, the 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 producers knew what they were doing yeah um, but yeah man so sad. Uh, so she gets the rose and they have like a nice moment kind of dancing with like a steel drum band. <laughs> steel drum cover of Ave Maria. Is that what that was? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I love the steel drum. It's a beautiful instrument. It's a versatile instrument. 
Um, you get a bunch of them together, and like now, now that's what I call music volume sixteen. It's uh, always island time, though. But it's all—it's kind of—it has to be island time a little bit. Yeah, like there can't be another song or another type of music that would include steel drum that wouldn't automatically sound like island time. Well, I'm all for experimentation. Whatever the fuck, I'm—I'm I'm sure like. Broken Social Scene probably had a couple steel drum players in, is what I'm saying. What I am not saying is that we can get Prey Buckwell with the Ave Maria in the all steel drum cover, although I say that, and it was was pretty lovely. It didn't seem like the easiest song to dance to. Ave Maria in general is not really a fucking club banger, especially when performed by a hundred steel drums, but... Yeah, I don't know that there were a hundred. There were two hundred steel drums. You might be overstating No, there were three hundred steel drums. (laughs) Keep fucking stepping me. There were four hundred steel drums. Uh, so now it's time for group date. All right. Group date. This group date is amazing. It It is it is the big story. I will never forget this group date. I will never forget this episode for this group date. The group date is Rachel Raven, Vanessa, Corinne, Danielle M., and Trudy. Jasmine. Uh, which means that there's another two-on-one this week. <laughs> the two-on-one is with... Uh, I can't remember. I can't even remember their names. Danielle L. Danielle Who, and Whitney. Okay. And Whitney. Oh my god! Yeah. It's like really, guys, a fucking showdown between. Um. Well, don't worry, because that two-on-one date is all of like three minutes long. Wh- they know you don't care. They're just powering through. Then why do a two-on-one? Why not do a one-on-one to and not include- come out? Just send more of them home at the rose ceremony like you're gonna make me not give a fuck about two-on-ones which used to be like your big arrow in the quiver for like guaranteed drama and this this two-on-one guys was a fucking joke it literally lasted from one commercial break to the next commercial break there are fucking cocktail parties that last three times that long and this two-on-one date was like blink and you miss it you know i didn't even think about packaging that into the rose ceremony but you're right that would have been a good efficiency like don't do a two-on-one don't do two-on-one you are devaluing what the fucking two-on-one is by making it this like this 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 super 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 short affair with two people that like we don't care if they're fighting i made all this i talked all this yay last week about if you're fighting, then you know a two-on-one is coming. These two women weren't fighting, and nobody knew who the hell they were. No, and they the were bachelor, super... The official Bachelor Instagram account posted a picture of Whitney, and it was like, fun fact, there is a woman named Whitney on this show. So they fucking know. Like, they yeah. know that these, these women... And again, I don't want to be mean to the women. It's like it's hard to compete with with corn for screen time. It's just like, we you can't not show us these women for three, four weeks and then be like... And now a fight to the a fight to the death. Who get, between who? Danielle even had a one on one, like one of the yeah. first one on ones, and like we couldn't remember that shit. Well, and I want to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. But first, I want to talk about the group date. The group date. The uprising. The group date. So the fucking revolt. The revolution. He meets the group of women and he hugs all of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love you. I'm sorry. I keep bringing this up. It's just, you know, there's what six women on the state. So if yeah. you're, if you're the sixth woman that gets that hug, like <laughs> you've got five other women stink on you. I did not know this bothered you so much. Uh, I'm just saying, after you do a live show and mm. you hug all oh, those fans, I'm just rotten with it. It's just, it's just a lot, fucking of, lot of lot of CK one pu stink lines coming off me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> so they are going to go on a catamaran, uh, which the is boat called is called the cat. The cat. <laughs> um. And so explain this to me, Griffin. I missed this. I wrote down the quote, but okay. I don't know how it came up. They're all sitting around together uh, on this boat, and it comes up. There's this, they're saying, like, chocolate, vanilla, and then Nick says, someone likes their sweets. What were they talking about? They were just doing, like, pick your favorites. And so it was, like, Halloween or Christmas. Oh. Um, which, if you pick Halloween, get real. Like... The mo- Christmas has better movies and snacks. And, but what were uh, they saying? There was just like Halloween or Christmas, I know. vanilla or chocolate, and everybody said their favorite thing. And he just Nick just said out of nowhere, "Sounds like somebody likes their sweets." <laughs> and it's like I don't know who he was responding to. <laughs> Are you talking about everybody? You can't ask a question between which of these two sweet flavors, which do you prefer, and then when everybody answers you, say somebody likes their sweets. You ask them a question about which sweets they prefer. This adds to my theory that Nick is is like a mom, like a 47-year-old mom. <laughs> and just like a, a skin suit or something? Yeah. Somebody yeah. likes their sweets. Someone likes their what sweets. What are you talking about? Do you like, um, hmm, do you like sour, would you say like Sour Patch Kids or do you, like, hypothetical question and you have to answer me. Are, would are you, you rather, ra- yes, would you rather have Sour Patch Kids or would you rather have Mike and Ike's? Sour Patch Kids. Somebody likes their sweets. I can't ask you a fucking question, and then when you answer it, I'd be like, somebody's got a real sweet tooth in their fucking mouth. You ask me which sweet you like. Calm down. <laughs> You're so fired up. Just this Le Fin du Monde. I know. I'm riding on it. Riding on that good French wave. French? That, Belgian? What is it? You got the European passion. You got that European flavor, that heat. French Kiss, the movie. So this is this is supposed to be a fun beach party. Um, they're all wearing their swimsuits. They play a little cornhole or bagos, depending on where you're from. Um, Nick does his impression of a drunk baby dinosaur. This was very good. Which was fun to see. This is the best thing Nicholas will do the whole year. Yeah, I really I want to see an animation of that. Um, and they're he doing- also stands uh, props to. The manufacturer of this cornhole set, because during his impression, he jumps up on the cornhole set and it does not buckle. That's good. Now, that's a good cornhole board. <laughs> I appreciate a fucking thick, sturdy cornhole board. Um, and then they, they're taking shots and he says, let's play three on three volleyball, which means that it'll be three on three women and he'll stand by and watch them play. Um and this is when things start to fall apart now i have some theories about this yeah um the game gets kind of more and more hostile and all of a sudden it seems like the majority of the women are absolutely miserable it's like guys i am i've i'm telling you i've watched this show a lot now i have never seen a fucking revolt like this where it was like a switch has been flipped and they were like bump set hey wait a minute fuck all this yeah jasmine rachel vanessa and danielle all basically start crying separately corn walks away to like get a shot and she comes back and like tries to jump up on him and he's like haha and they have like awkward banter or whatever maybe that's what it said what set it off but i i i i don't think that's it i will tell you what set it off here, here, and this is like this is probably not even funny. It is just so r- realistic to me. Okay, they get on that catamaran, haven't eaten. Yeah, 
get to the beach. Don't probably eat. Drink, probably drinking on the catamaran. Yeah. Drinking on the cat. Drinking. Sipping on that kitty. <laughs> drink eat shots in the sun. I don't think you drink a shot. I think you take a shot. I'm just saying. It's a. This what are you is, doing over this there? This is how I'm you want to be. I'm drinking a shot. This is how you want to be mm, right now. Delicious. You want to be like this? I'm going to savor this. Uh, all I'm saying, alcohol, sun, no food. No fucking sandwiches. And they are being forced to play volleyball for who knows how long. And they're not talking to Nick. Not a single person has had a solo conversation with Nick yeah. on this, what is probably at this point, like four hour date. I think, yes, I think that is definitely what fucking activated it. But yeah. it was a, it was a catalyst to a bigger compound, which is all of them just being, I, I think, just a little bit fucking tired of being on the show. A lot of people in the Facebook group were talking about like, it's almost like they all realize they're in like this prolonged love competition that is inherently by the numbers a little bit demeaning and then you add to it this like kind of shitty gauntlet of a date this decathlon of drinking uh, and it just like set everybody off and like we'll talk about the rest of the episode it does not recover from this well and here's another thing that i just thought of usually when on a group date people have to compete there is the promise of more time not that it wasn't that no no, I, what I'm saying is that that was part of the problem. Was Every- <laughs> these these women were forced to play volleyball to like no reward. Like it wasn't like the three women that won volleyball got to spend more time with Nick. Like so, Vanessa was like they I'm, were just forced to play. Vanessa was like, "I'm tired of playing volleyball for Nick's attention," which yeah. is like, yeah, that's exactly what is yeah. what's going on. Jasmine was like. Why the fuck haven't I gotten a one-on-one? Like, everybody... Poor Raven was, like, standing there with the volleyball. Like, are we going to fucking finish this? We're up (laughs) 11-2. You guys, this is my first time serving. I finally get a chance to serve. Uh, I'm not, like... This date went from fun, fun in the sun, drunk baby dinosaur, to 45 seconds later, a full-blown fucking strike yeah. from these women who were like, fuck <laughs> this date, fuck you and this show, we are done, and that funk hangs over the rest of the episode. Nick acted like, so at, at the second half of the date, uh, when it's evening time, Nick actually steals Rachel away first, and, and he actually uses the language, can I steal you away, yeah. which I thought was kind of a fun reversal. Uh, and he kind of indicates to Rachel, like, like group dates are shitty, they're supposed to be shitty, and I remember the anxiety and panic attacks I had right around this time when I was on the show, suggesting that like this time of the show is yeah. notoriously awful. And, and he's not wrong from a viewer's perspective, yes. Rachel makes the point of like, I don't like doing this, and I was honestly thinking about leaving, I do not want to be here right now. And he says that is the kind of stuff that's giving me anxiety right now, is you wanting to leave yeah. the show right now like the candor of rachel saying i don't want to be here on this date with you right now i would rather go home was like in like wild to me yeah these women are so fucking over it and it happened in an afternoon yeah i, I which made it feel like we were missing a lot of footage it made me, not a, a footage like it made me feel like something fucking huge happened um Half the cast went home this week. Maybe the women got clued in. Six women are going... There's 12 of you. Six of you are going home yeah, in this episode. Possible. Maybe that fucking got out to them, and they were like, well, shit. 
why have we been out of here playing playing volleyball for 12 hours? Yeah. Beach volleyball, too, which is, like, so exhausting. Like, how are you supposed to get traction oh, in the hard sand? hard on the knees. There's one surface on which it's okay to play volleyball, and it's, like, a soft lawn. If you're on the fucking gym... Or in a pool. That's fun. Oh, God. To play in a, in a pool. No, because then your fucking co- cousin Toby splashes water in your eyes, and you have chlorine in there. And it's like, <laughs> I can't play anymore. I've got chlorine in my eyes, Toby. Oh, Toby. He's a fucking dick. And a cheater. So I don't invite him to the barbecues anymore. Um, you hope to, I, if Toby, I hope you're not listening to this. But if you do, go fall in a well. Well, he'd probably be good because he maneuvers so well in the water. Yeah, he's fucking like a. She's like a the beautiful porpoise in there. Uh, I can't think of dolphins anymore. It makes me too sad. I know. Uh, hey, Griffin. Yeah. Can I steal you away? Yeah, I guess so. That sounded more like a horse than a. Got it. Got throaty. Tim. Um, got some jumbotrons here. If you want to get one on the show, go to maximumfun.org/jumbotron, and you can find out how. It's really easy. Uh, this one is for DW, and it's from Cessary, who says. Uh, happy birthday to my wonderful husband. I'm so glad we found each other for the right reasons, and I couldn't be luckier to be your wife. Thank you for getting me hooked on Rose Buddies and all other McElroy podcasts. I love you so much. Love, Cessary. Aww. Aww. You know what I love about this message? The love in it? There's so much love in it, but also it's a great like little anecdote about somebody evangelizing for our podcasts to another person. Yeah, please. I love all the love. The love is great, and the love is excellent. And you, you, are, you're married. Wonderful. Happy birthday, DW. Like it's all great, but it's also an example of good, good word of mouth advertising. Yeah, please tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell just everybody. You want to read this one? Yes. I have to move the computer towards you. Oh, don't unplug that hard drive though. It'll it'll corrupt my Premiere project. You got it. Uh, so this message is from Mare Bear. It is for Nat Cat. Uh, And the message says, I love you so much. I miss being super weird with you in public. Remember that time the lady smiled at us? I'm so proud of you chasing your bliss. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at this. Do you remember when the woman smiled at us? That's only happened the once. (laughs) I'm so proud of you chasing your bliss in BC, which I'm imagining is is Canadian and not uh, before Christ. Unless we have so a, excited for you for becoming a time stepper. We have a time traveler on our hands. Uh, but please come back to the frozen wasteland of Ottawa so we can make Coke floats and watch The Bachelor, AYTO, and Terrace House, or mm. listen to Lonely Island in your hammock. P.S. What that dick do, though? Excellent. Hey, you had to say that. I had to say that. Man, that is a good TV little full co- three-course meal you put together. Yeah, you're going to get all your vitamins from that. A lot those of people have been asking us about Terrace House Aloha State. I almost feel like we should s- sit on it, and maybe yeah. we can do a little little break um, from, from Bachelor between seasons, so we can yeah. do a little... A little hopefully by then sure. we'll have more Yeah, we'll have episodes. more episodes. It is, it's a shame there's only eight episodes available now, but they're coming in hot, right? Like, they go to the movies and see Fantastic Beasts, which only, I think only came out last summer, so... Yeah. Pretty pretty tight turnaround these episodes. Yeah, but they're probably still filming right now. It's very it's much more it's much more different from uh, Boys and Girls in the City than I was expecting. But I I still I mean it's still got that 
that tone that is un- unparalleled. I still love it. Yeah, food's not quite as the good. F- just stop eating fucking pizza every other meal. It's but bumming the, me out. But the courtesy is still it's still, it's, it's still top good. flight. Uh, so thanks, Mare Bear, for your thanks. message. The first ever Very, Very Fun Day is coming to Tally Hall in Chicago on February 11th with media sponsorship from WBEZ 91.5. Advanced tickets are sold out, but we will have a limited number of tickets for sale at the door. So come on out for a day jam-packed with five great Max Fun podcasts, four local shows, and a comic showcase. For more information, please visit MaximumFun.org slash Very, Very Fun Day. So it, a lot of stuff happens at the end of this group date. Like we see him talking to Vanessa, but we don't get any of the dialogue. We just we just get like a footage of their conversation with no sound. Um, and Jasmine kind of slowly starts to melt down on this date. I felt so. Uh, Jasmine was the one who like people in the group were saying she's getting a really bad at it. And it's like, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. No, like she 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 was having a very very bad night and Well, here's what I didn't like. Yeah. So what they did is they showed her kind of um complaining to the other women saying, you know, that she hadn't had the one-on-one, that she wasn't getting the time with him. And and, she, and what I didn't like yeah. was they kept shooting the women sitting there silently looking bored and uncomfortable while she went on and yeah, on. Yeah, that on. was that was right. That I didn't like. Because I I'm, I'm sure they were sympathetic. Cuz here's a, they're they're all going through apparently a a big crisis right now. Um and Jasmine is the only one there that is going through it and also hasn't gone on a date. Like, Jasmine knows that she is, of these six women, at the bottom of the pack. Yeah, she's and got so, nothing to hold on to. She's got nothing to. to hold on to. And so for her to, like, go through this, like, fucking exhausting, both physically and emotionally exhausting ordeal and not have the confidence of, we went on a one-on-one and it went really well, like, I can totally, totally understand why she would be super yeah. super super upset but like that that being said like things get weird things got things got things got bad and yeah. it, it, the things got bad because she and uh, again everybody's probably very tired and probably hadn't been eating a whole lot and like yeah. i get i get all that but like she she said some stuff and i yeah I, so she finally gets time with nick nick is kind of pulling each woman away and she finally gets pulled away and so she decides she's going to tell him that she feels overlooked um, she cries a little bit. She's, she's, it, uh, and she says, you know, that she really like sees a future with him and really cares about him. She seems kind of, I, I, I want to be careful with my word choice here. Um, but, but she seemed like, uh, kind of like panicked almost like she, she was talking so fast and yeah. so much. And it was obvious that she was like very nervous. Nervous isn't even the right word. She had been thinking about this conversation all day. And now it was here, yeah. and she was just running through it a fucking mile a minute, and it think, it got away from her. Well, and she also, I mean, most of the women know at this point that Nick's like, Nick is seems to be interested in a woman that speaks her mind. And so she wants to be really candid with him and, and express her frustration. And she starts talking about how she just wants to choke him. And 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 actually puts her hands on his neck a few times, and then starts talking about how choking can also be a sexual thing. Uh, and then Nick is kind of she calls like, it the she calls it the chokey, which yeah. is like, and Nick's like, you, oh, there's a name for it now. 
I mean, Roald Dahl came up with it. Like that is definitely what the Trunchbull called the 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 little chamber that she yeah. had in her room that she yeah, used. Yeah, but that's not what Jasmine's talking about. No, she's talking about sexual choking. Yeah. And, and then it's like she kind of doubles down on she it. She quintuples it. She puts her hands on his throat so many times. Yeah. And it's like... And he just looks so uncomfortable. Like, if she had he, the presence he, of mind to really take in his his reaction, she would have backed he's out He's right literally away. saying stuff like, oh, I'm 0% interested. Like, oh, I don't want that at all. I don't want that even a little bit. And, and and she keeps just saying, she just keeps going for it. She just keeps going for it and going for it and going for it. And there's a really rough, it, it, this is rough for Jasmine. This is bad. This is a bad blame or whatever, producer intervention, whatever aside. Like this is, this is very, very bad for Jasmine. But there is, there is some levity in the smash cut of her choking him and talking about sexual choking and him looking very very uncomfortable to an immediate smash cut to him giving it a behind the scenes interview going my conversation with jasmine didn't go so well yeah yeah it kind of didn't go so well at all even a little bit it kind of actually went very shitty at some point she says that you know she can see a future with him and he kind of pulls it back at when she finally stops choking him (laughs) He says, you know, I you're talking about this future. I don't really feel the future that you're describing. Um, can I walk you out? And then she goes home. And 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 she immediately like cools cools off. Like it's it's like a she immediately once she knows she's going home, it's like it almost seemed like a weight had been lifted off of her shoulders and she was she was again very calm, cool and collected and just like, "Oh, okay. Well, I understand. Um, so the group date apparently is over and Raven has gotten a rose. <laughs> they don't show it. Which Rachel says after the date is over. So we don't actually even see Raven get the rose. We just get the after commentary from uh, Rachel. So now it's time for the two on one, uh, which blink and you'll miss it. Seriously, co- fucking commercial break. There's fucking a- James Taylor doing his H-E-B ad. Congratulations. Well done, James Taylor. We're all very, very happy for you. <laughs> James Taylor from JoJo's season of The Bachelorette was on a local, local, I guess, Texas-wide H-E-B ad. Is H-E-B is just a Texas thing, right? They don't have that other Yeah, places. I think it's just Texas. Um, happy to see him. He was there for like four seconds. He was on during the Super Bowl. Well done. Uh, and then <laughs> it is off to the fucking races. Yeah, they, they go. So it's Whitney it's, it's, and Danielle, and they're in a helicopter, and they're going to some island. Um, what was this? Where did they go? What the fuck were they doing? There's no say. All, all I know is that Nick was wearing his fucking chubbies. It reminded me of Ashley, I and Kelsey in that it was like, we went to the location. My goal is to eliminate one of you. They set that shit up so hard. Well, they no, set up I'm this just rivalry saying, so much. No, I'm just saying the content of the date was such that like there was no we're gonna activity. Go to, we're going to go to yeah, a, a... We're going to take you to a place and one of you has to a stay. A deserted place and one of you yeah. has to stay. But it was... It was we're going to take you to a place and then immediately he was taking them away for one-on-one time and then immediately he had made his decision and immediately he went to talk to the other woman to send her home and immediately they left the same thing with jojo remember when she brought those two men to the rocks yes but but i, I yes the destination was the same sure 
the fucking content of the date. Yeah. There has never been a date this fucking concise and compact before because the producers knew they didn't. The producers knew nobody gave a fuck about any of this. Well, this is when, and I don't think we were the only ones because it seemed like they were trying to remind us. Um, I had forgotten that Danielle had a date with Nick already. And it was almost like they were trying to remind us because at some point, so he decides to send Whitney home. And so Whitney goes and then he gets more time with Danielle. He does this after having like a really uncomfy uh, yeah. conversation with Whitney, where he's like, put like squeezing her legs a whole lot and talking about how beautiful she is. Yeah. And then he comes back like three minutes later and sends her home. And we get the guys like seriously set up of the date, travel to the date. No conversation with the two of them. Just immediately one on one conversations. Makes his decision. Sends Whitney home. Hops in a helicopter. Uh, we see the bags getting uh, taken out. Whitney's bags getting taken out. The women's reactions to the bag. This happens in a five-minute span. Yeah, basically, yeah. Flying through it as if this fucking episode of The Bachelor had a 905 reservation at Buca de Beppo. Like, (laughs) it was fucking soaring through this date. Um, Oh, and I wanted to say something in case you all were confused. Not all of you watch BIP. Um, Nick appears to be wearing some kind of necklace. And I bet everybody thought like, oh, that's a terrible necklace. Um, It's actually a microphone when they're shirtless. Yeah. They make him wear this little cord thing so he can have a microphone. Then it's time for Nick and Danielle to have more time together. And this is when they're like trying to remind us about their date because we've all forgotten. Uh, We also need to talk about how when we get the reactions from the other women, they say like, oh, man, I can't imagine Whitney or D'Lo going home. House will be so different without him. Will it? D'Lo? You guys are friends? Because we haven't seen fucking any of it. You guys hang out? That's crazy because we haven't seen fucking any of that Bachelor. So Danielle starts referencing their date. They talk about like, oh, yeah, you know how it was in your hometown and we danced so much and dancing's like kind of our thing. And I'm like desperately trying to remember what they're talking about. I'm like, dancing? What? What was this date? And I couldn't, I still, I'm not exactly sure. You thought it was the Backstreet Boys date, which was, I'm pretty sure no. When else were they dancing? Um, You know, they bring out some fucking shitty musical act and then they dance and then they're in love. Hey, everyone, it's tomorrow. Just want to let you know. Or today. Or is it today? Henry had a conniption, so we had to, de- we had to handle it. Um, and then we woke up this morning, and we said, let's talk about D-Lo. So let's talk about D-Lo, because I, 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 I couldn't sleep last night thinking about how just intense and high stakes this date was. Who did she dance with? Why did Who they did dance? Who did she dance with? What were we even fucking talking about? <laughs> I miss having Le Fin du Monde coursing through my body. Yeah, giving you're... me, giving me, giving me power. <laughs> you were, you were so hyphy. I just needed something for last night's episode. Uh, I needed a booster pack. So Danielle and Nick are sitting at a table, and um, they're they're talking about their dancing together. Well, she's talking. He's doing a lot. This motherfucker, like, you know how when you spend a little too long at the beach and you get sunburned, and, like, that's your whole life whenever you're sunburned, and all you want to do is just kind of look pensively at the ground? <laughs> yes. That's, like, all this dude was doing. And I felt so bad for D'Lo because she knew she had to put on a, a top-notch stellar performance during this date he asks her this questions like what's important for you and a mate like at this point you can tell he's just trying to set up like how can i break up with this woman give me something to work from and so she's like well you know trust 
and and love. And she's like, "Why? What would you say?" And he's like, "Well, adventurous, adventurousness, raw, just raw adventure. I want a <laughs> uncooked woman who wants to go hang gliding." And then, and then she says that she's falling in love with him. And Rachel and I both skeletons jumped out the top of our heads, <laughs> high fived in the air, broke apart. Like, because uh, I felt like it was obvious, like fifteen minutes ago, that this woman is about to be dumped on television. Yeah. And once I have that realization in my in my gut flora, like I just fucking cannot enjoy. What anything that happens next? Yeah, because everything they do, I see like there's a part she says that, and immediately I'm like, oh, this is going to go bad, and um, he like reaches out his hand and like takes takes her her hand like fingers entwined, and I'm like, oh, why are you doing that, dog? Because you're about to send her on home, and she's like, I know my hands, I know my hands, and I don't know was her were her hands shaking? That's no good. The actual delivery, would, I you, think, would you do the delivery of telling me that um, you're falling in love with me and I'll do Nick's reaction and we'll just do, just like tell me audience at home how how you think it went. Um, Nick, I just, I'm realizing more and more that I'm falling in love with you. <sighs> <laughs> if you get a fucking captioned sigh <laughs> in response to your fucking declaration of love, it's stinks and it's bad and it's not gonna it's not gonna pop off for you i'm so sorry uh yeah so he he says like hey i really thought there was going to be something with us uh on our first date that neither of us can remember uh but it's clear to me now that it's just fading out Mm. and um i just don't feel the way that you feel and he sends her home too so that's two two on one uh, turned into a, a zero on one. A zero on one. It just turned into a one. It turned into a Nick. <laughs> Tell me about the date this week. The date this week is Nick. Uh, it's like so, when Kaylon, you remember when Kaylon couldn't find anybody to go? I think oh, it was yeah. two seasons ago on Bev, this dude named Kaylon, whose whole shtick was he was a big, richy, rich dude. He had an entrance that I thought was pretty fucking balling where he came in on a he helicopter. He brought his own helicopter. Um, and... Uh, he couldn't find anybody to go on a date with him in Bachelor in Paradise, and it was beautiful. He went like diving in a cenote, uh, and like it, and he had like a, a like a picnic in the cenote. It was it was so lovely, and nobody would go with him, so he just kind of he just had a little solo <laughs> solo mish. It was um, great. It was it was yeah. This and this is this was what I I think that's the end of the episode, right? Oh no! no. Oh god! How could I fucking forget? No, Nick Nick spirals in a big way. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's like, this is the second time someone's told me that they were falling in love with me, and I couldn't reciprocate. Who was the other one? Was uh, it this season? It was this season, right? Or was he talking about uh, Gen- no, Jennifer from BIP? No, it was definitely this season. It's definitely this season. I just can't remember. I can't remember either. Because <laughs> Raven's the only one that I can remember. Um, Rave. Apparently, Jasmine Jazz called Raven Rave. And Rave called Jasmine Jazz. Jazz and Rave. Jazz, Rave, and D'Lo. Who are these women? When, when did they come up with these nicknames? Please show me this. Please show it. Um, Let's get to the end of the episode, because it really does. It gets out of hand. Yeah. So Nick Nick feels real sad, and he's like, what if um, my interest fades in all the women? You know what I should do? I should go tell them. I should them. go confront them with this. This horrible possibility. So they're all sitting around real cash in like the hotel suite. Nick shows up 
in tears, says that he sent both women home uh, and that he's having some real concerns about whether this process is going to work yeah, for him. He said what was heartbreaking is that he was super into D'Lo and y'all knew that. Y'all knew how into D'Lo I was, but um, that relationship just fell flat and the love faded. And so I had to send her home. And now I'm worried that that could happen with any of you. And I'm worried that this isn't going to happen. So I'm just going to leave. Um, and he says, he says like, he says something like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to head out, uh, and leaves. And then all of a sudden all the women are like, is he quitting the show? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, the preview for next week is more of that. Like women saying like, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's just gone. This is like after the horrible beach volleyball date where they all felt so insecure and Nick decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go tell them. I'm not sure that I'm not sure it's going to fall in love with any of them. And then I'm just going to just bounce. Yeah. Nicholas. Yeah, Nick. You Nick, really, you got to bottle that shit up, dude. You really messed up. I know it's tough. I know it's not. I know it's an uncomfy position to be in, but you need to bottle it right up. And then you need to throw the bottle in a garbage can somewhere. So we get a lot of teases for next week with a lot of the women being distressed. Not corn, um, though. Not corn. Corn no. is what's the opposite of distressed? She is. She is horny. Horny, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> This, this is when we get the my heart is gold and my vagina is platinum. Yeah, she's going to take matters into her own hands and cheer Nick up next week. Boy, I hope this show handles it in a tasteful manner. I can't believe I just said that sentence out loud. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want another fucking repeat of Caitlyn's season where if you bone before the, the prescribed boning hour, then that that is what the whole fucking season is about. And yeah. And and man, that season got very, very, very gross in a big do way. Do you think this will be a fun bet? Do you think they're actually gonna they're actually gonna hook up? God, or, or do you man, think he's gonna it, send her away? If Nick does after this week, after the fucking volleyball uprising, <laughs> he would be a he would be the biggest dummy. I don't I think so. I think it would go against not anything about like his uh, the the content of his character or his. Uh, ethical nature or whatever i think he knows as far as like image him hooking up with corn the week after giving this impassioned i don't know if i'm gonna fall in love with any of you speech is gonna like it's gonna look pretty good it's gonna look actually pretty awful bud yeah so i I think he's too i think he's too concerned with like rebuilding the Nick brand to like make a to, to step in it like this, you know? Well, yeah. And, and to be fair, when he hooked up with Caitlin early on, like it was after a night of like passionate, like the fucking cranberries played yeah. a private concert. You got to fuck after they, that. You they have had to so fuck. much romance. And, and from the way it looks, Corinne just shows up middle of the night and says, Hey, you up. Let's, yeah. Puts let's... on a cranberries cassette, but it's all B sides. <laughs> Who wants to hear that? Uh, sings the cranberries herself. Sings the cranberries actually. actually gives him a bowl of raw cranberries. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of people were saying this episode was really bad. I don't know that it was, I don't know that I thought it was really bad. I think I enjoyed it more than most of the gross stuff, not gross. I think I enjoyed it more than a lot of the boring parts of last week. They didn't draw out a lot of corn drama, which I fucking super appreciated. I, I liked this episode because it was completely fucking inscrutable. It was a fucking national treasure yeah. map. It felt like an abridged Moby Dick or something. Like, oh, like a, hey, there's a whale and there's a boat and there's a lot of trouble. felt like a fucking <laughs> Dan Brown novel. Like, I was trying to connect the dots as I was going. Yeah. Um, It was a wild episode. A bad, a poor, really... 
not a bad episode, but a very poorly produced. Like this show is, this show is so meticulous. This show is so meticulously made. It felt like they brought in a different team this week. Or or like half the team was sick or something. Like I can't, I don't understand why they made so many of the choices that they made. And I'll never understand what happened during that volleyball day. We can guess until the, the, the moon blows up, but like, something happened it literally went from cornhole and fun in the sun volleyball to everybody simultaneously just like fuck this shit hunger booze and sun hunger booze and sun i mean it's a classic cocktail yeah um but to not nobody ever says that though nobody is the show doesn't say like i don't know i think we're all pretty tired and so that's what made us all get so frustrated with this it was just like everybody like us like this huge i think they made him play volleyball for two hours probably (laughs) that would get to anybody um that was the episode and i think we're getting out of the badlands soon pretty soon we're gonna get to who do you think final four is gonna be who do you think we're gonna is 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 so we're down to six now right i think after next week next week could probably have two rose ceremonies and then we're on to hometowns uh, so it's usually four that go to hometown. So Rachel, right. I, I don't think he's going to break from from that. I think Rachel definitely, Vanessa, since they've already talked about it. Vanessa, yes. Uh, maybe Christina, based on this week. I think Christine. The other three spot, the other three women for the final two spots. I would say Christina, Corn, Raven, and that leaves out. Well, no, fucking Danielle. I don't know, man. This is a good final six. This is a fucking great cast. Yeah. The women. This this. I was telling Rachel like. Um, it, even at final 12, I knew who everybody was except Whitney. Um, yeah. there aren't a lot of Whitney's this season, not a lot of Whitney's and, and Whitney is the only Whitney this season. And I, and again, I don't want to, um, nothing against Whitney, nothing against Whitney. It's just, this show has a, um, seriously, nothing against Whitney. This show has a very, uh, bad habit of like, uh, casting a cast that is very homogenous, yeah. I think, is a fair way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, just look at JoJo's season where all the guys looked exactly alike. Looked exactly the same. I am Ben's season to an extent. I feel like I had a really hard time telling the women apart in 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 Ben's season. Not all of them, obviously. There's some there's some uh, great characters in there too. Um, but there was just man, this was such a strong cast, uh, which I can't get into that because it's going to make me even angrier that they wasted so much time on the fucking Corn Taylor bullshit. But, um. Yeah. Oh, I want to thank some people for sending us gifts. Yeah. Uh, so we got a little stuffed goat from an entity called You Goat Mail. Uh, so thank you, Cameron, for Thanks, the Cameron. little stuffed goat. I like your business. It's just like, here's a goat. Here's a goat. Now you have a goat. And it's like, whoa, wild. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, a variety of things, including a little D and D theme Hawaiian shirt for Henry. Yeah, uh, that was really cool. That was from uh, Zach and how would you say this name? Oh boy, it looks like R O Ray R A E or R A C or R O C Rock Rack Ray or Rake. Boy, we're so sorry. Um, the the legibility, the, we're having legibility issues. And I'd say uh, we'll split the blame on that 50 50. Uh, um, but and thank you I, very much. Yeah. It's so cute. And then I also wanted to thank um, Hannah and Tanner. They invited us to their wedding and sent us their their 
very lengthy, beautiful love story. Yeah, they sent us their own it How I Met Your sweet. Podcast host. Yeah, we will not be going to your wedding We in can't Florida. go to the wedding, unfortunately. But thank you. Uh, but thank you very much for the invite. It's very sweet. Uh, and thank you all to everybody who sent stuff. Uh, it's P.O. Box 66639, Austin, Texas, 78766, if you want to get in touch. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. Uh, you can check out shows like, why don't you make their recommendations this week? Oh, man. I, so I listen to a lot of Max Fun you guys, shows. Guys, no joke. Every time I walk, like when I'm working <laughs> and Rachel's hanging out with Henry in the living room, I walk in there, she's listening to a podcast. Uh, if you like dudes talking to each other, uh, funny dudes, Jordan, Jesse, go stop podcasting yourself are good ones. Flophouse. Flophouse is a good one. Uh, Judge John Hodgman is a good one. I listen to One Bad Mother. I have even before I had a kid. Mm-hmm. It's a real good show. Congratulations to Teresa Thorne yeah, and Jesse Thorne on your baby. Baby Curtis. Um, and then, of course, the McElroy shows. You can find all the McElroy shows, McElroyshows.com. Mm-hmm. Um, really good, really good uh, political stuff coming out of Sawbones these days. Yeah. Um, and out of Monster Factory. Just very, very <laughs> uh, politically charged. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Till then, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right pieces, right pieces, can't give up all four pieces. Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You said it actually better than I did, so I have to think about what that means. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these are, this, this, this is the straight talk that, that you're going to get on this show. Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.